0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Hello. Spooky State of Mind. <laughs> spooky. I'm Jasmine. <laughs> and I'm Alex. We're trying different things over here. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's
1: okay. Every time I say spooky, I always think of, um, what was that movie? Monsters vs. Aliens? And I, it was the Blue Blob. I don't remember his, the character's name, but it was played by... Or voiced by Seth Rogen, I believe. i never seen it. Well, there's this one scene where he goes, he's like, oh, so what's your name? And she's like, Susan. And he's like, okay, but what's your, like, monster name? And she's like, Susan. <laughs> so then he's like, Susan. Oh, I just scared myself.
0: <laughs> That's so cute. Seth Rogen yeah. is cute. Yeah. Well, now he's getting old, so he's all skinny and doing his own thing. I need to look up what he looks like now. Yeah, he looks very different. But back when he was all chunky, chunky monkey, he was very... I thought he was cute. So I don't think he's bad, either or. Mm-hmm. Thin or chunkster.
1: Yep, he fine yeah. no
0: matter what. Yeah,
1: he's a handsome dude. He's a funny dude. Yeah, he is. His laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wait, is this the first time we've ever agreed on someone who's attractive?
0: Oh my God. I think so. I think it is. Wow. We have very, very, very different taste in men yep there's it's, it's
1: that one that one like quote or that saying you can have a long-lasting friendship with someone if you
0: have the same taste in alcohol mm-hmm. but different taste in same men Same taste in liquor different taste in men and that is the case with us most definitely yep 100 <laughs> percent. how's your week been so far It's been another week. Of course. So
1: actually, today was a motherfucking day. Today is trash day. I cleaned out the fridge. So I put the baby down for a nap. I take the trash out. And I come back inside and I see my dog standing at our back door, kind of growling, starting to bark. I think nothing of it. I'm just like, cool, it's it's a squirrel. We have so many squirrels, so many different birds that come into our yard all the time. We have a, our door has a window that you can see out of. And so I'm just going to close the blinds just so he doesn't see the animals, just so he can stop barking so the baby can stay asleep. And it's a fucking dog in my yard. It's this probably about 40... 45 pounds maybe what the heck 45 pound black dog and i'm like how the hell did this dog get in here our yard is completely fenced what the heck i'm just like i see that the dog has a collar and i'm like cool i'm just gonna Mm -hmm. go out there check the collar so i can call the owner be like hey like your dog's in at my house they're safe come get them you know whenever you get a chance find information yeah but I'm just so surprised that there's a motherfucking dog in my yard. So I'm I FaceTime Gare and I he's like, hey, and I'm like, there's a fucking dog in our yard. And he's like, what? And I'm like, there's a dog that is not ours in our yard. And I'm FaceTiming him and showing him. And I'm like, whose dog is this? I'm like FaceTiming him also because, you know, if anything happens, if the dog's aggressive, there's someone there who like, if anything happens, you know, they can call or do something, you know? Because you never know how other animals are going to react to you. Just real quick spoiler, dog was super friendly. And I go out. The dog, out of nowhere, jumps the fence. Just jumps it like nothing. Just clears it. It's a chain-link fence into our neighbor's yard. And our neighbors have two dogs. They're both like pit bull mixes. So they're probably about like 30 pounds. Dog jumps over there. The dog starts sniffing him. And I'm just like, oh my god, I need to get this dog back into our yard to keep this dog safe. Because at least my dogs are inside. This dog is safe from my dogs. My dogs are safe from this dog. Then that dog... Jumps into the other neighbor's yard, like the house catty cornered from us. And then I'm like, what the hell is this dog doing? Oh, my God. And then there's this other dog. There's a second dog kind of in between. So like in between the fences (laughs) from my house and our back neighbor's house. So we have a chain link fence and they have a tall wooden fence. And this dog's just in between like the space. And I'm like, oh, well, there's a hole. All right. And this dog is probably about 20, 25 pounds is a smaller dog. The dog, I don't know how they do it, but they're like, they end up in our yard too. They end up like climbing on something because there's um, like bushes and like a tree stump. So I'm assuming they just found something, climbed over and I'm like, what the hell? And then because this little dog is over in my, in my yard, then the other black dog <laughs> jumps back into my yard like nothing. And I'm just like, what the hell? Can I and help you? These dogs you? Are super nice. <laughs> The little dog, she immediately comes up, sniffs me, smells me, gets on her back, and is being like super submissive. And the other dog just smells me and just was like, All right, cool. And I'm just like, Oh my God, who are these dogs? And I'm on the phone with Gary and I'm like, What do I do? Because my dogs are going crazy because there's these other dogs in our yard. The neighbor's dogs are going crazy because they're like, Who the hell are these dogs? And they were just in our yard. And then, so because yeah. all these dogs are going crazy, You can hear all this barking going on in the neighborhood. And I'm just like, motherfuckers. I have the baby who's asleep. And I'm like, my dogs are going to wake the baby up. So I call and I'm just like, what do I do? Like, because here's the thing. The little one did not have a collar. The big one that did have a collar did not have a tag. Uh, There was nothing for me to do. Oh, God. And I'm not about to call animal control or the pound. Yeah. Because I want them to go to their house, you know, like it's sure their neighborhood dogs calling the pound or animal control would be as like a last resort. Mm -hmm. And Gary's like, I I don't know what to do. (laughs) Like I'm an hour away and there's nothing he can do. So he's like, hey, I'm going to call someone to see if they can go over if they're working near you. If Quinn had been awake, I'd put her in the stroller. I'd go over. I'd leave my dogs inside. Other dogs in my backyard. I'd walk over to the other neighbor's house, knock and be like, hey, Your dogs are here or leave a note, you know, but I can't do that because the baby just fell asleep and I don't know how she stayed asleep through all the barking. She stayed asleep. That's good. (laughs) That's a positive. (laughs) I would have gone crazy if she would have been if she would have woken up. So I end up putting the dogs in the office to, you know, if so they don't see the dogs. So the, hopefully they don't react as, as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're able to get the office door open because it doesn't close properly. And then oh, they God. jump the baby gate. No problem. Escape artists. They're escape artists. And I'm like, great. So I, then I put them into my room. I just, yeah, I just put them in there and they're fine. Gary ends up calling one of his coworkers and he's going to come over to the house to like take care of things and hands up coming over. I explain what's going on. And he's like, all right, cool. Like, let me go to the neighbor's house and let them know. He goes over, no one's home. So he just leaves a note that I wrote on their door. Comes back and we have some like spare wood and lumber. And it's like, hey, can you know, just patch up the fence so that the dogs don't get through because the big dog is still jumping back and forth between all these yards. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: always ends up back in my yard because the little dog is in my yard. We finally get the big dog to go over into their yard. I pick the little dog up, put it in between the fence and just kind of like try to scoot the dog into the hole back into their yard. He starts patching up the hole. Then I get a text from like the back neighbor being like, hey, are these the dogs you're talking about? They're not mine. I don't know how they got into my yard, but they're in my yard. The ones that you scooted back in? Because they came from his yard. Yeah. That's where they came through. Like, I saw the little one come through that hole. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, these, they're not your <laughs> dogs? <laughs> So then he goes to his neighbors. He knocks. No one's there. He then has to go back to work. But dogs are in his yard. They're fine. They're chilling, you know? He's like, yeah, they're, they're fine here. Then I'm like, cool. And that all happened around 10 in the morning and like one in the afternoon. Oh, wow. So there was just a lot of barking in that time. Yeah. It's around 5, 530. And I hear Frito start growling. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And the dog is back. <laughs> Like the black dog is back. He says, surprise, motherfucker. (laughs) Seriously, how the hell did this dog get back? The big dog does not fit through any of the holes. And then we see like there's another hole that we missed because it was behind some bushes, but it's still not big enough for the black dog. And then out comes the little dog from that tiny hole that we missed in between the two fences. Oh, my God. Just looking at me, wagging her tail. Just being rascals. So then I go to my neighbor's house and I knock on their door because I knocked earlier to see if they were their dogs, but no one was home because, you know, it's during working hours, which makes sense. And I go over and I'm like, hey, do you guys have dogs? And they're like, no. And I was like, "Okay, do you recognize these dogs? Because he said he's like, oh, well, you know, sometimes we get a black dog that comes running into our yard. There are neighbors dog that just jumps the fence Show him pictures of the dogs. And he's like, no, I don't know those dogs. Whose dogs are these? And then he's like, you know what? I know my back neighbors. I know they have dogs. Let me give them a call to see. If, so this like, is dogs like the
0: street over behind the you? The street over behind us. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: And he gives them a call. And he's like, hey, are you home? And he's like, no, but I think when my roommate should be home, he's like, okay well like your dogs might have gotten out they're fine like you can come over to my house and you'll pick them up well I'll find him dandy and hangs up those aren't his dogs after all it's like oh yeah if you want to bring the dogs over what do you want to do I was like they can stay in my yard that's not a problem and he's like okay so I'll just send the neighbors over to your house to go pick them up and I was like yeah that's totally fine because these dogs are gonna jump over regardless apparently they've made a nice little home in my backyard Gary gets home we go to the backyard the black dog is nowhere to be found but then the little dog is still there going back and forth between like the fences that little hole. So then I'm leaving the house to go run some errands. And I go over to the street over and not like our back neighbors, but the ones next to them. And I knock and I was like, hey, and I have a picture of their, the dogs. And I'm like, hey, are these your dogs? And he just looks. He's like, yeah, those are my roommate's dogs.
0: So the guy in the next
1: street over. So the house like catty cornered from us, essentially. And I'm like, thank God we know where these dogs came from now. So public service announcement. If you have a dog, please, 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 please just put an ID tag so someone can get in contact with you if your dogs ever get out. Especially if your dog is not microchip. Neighbor gave me his number. He's like, hey, in case anything like this happens... Please just text me. And I was like, okay.
0: Be like, tell your roommates to tie him up before I call the pound. I wouldn't do that. I know you wouldn't, but a little light like, threat wouldn't hurt anybody. Yeah, they were, he was really nice. But it was so funny because I was
1: also FaceTiming my cousin. I was like, this is a Christmas miracle. I get two extra dogs. And a like, oh, well, that one doesn't have a collar. Finders keepers. And she was so sweet. And she was just loving on me the whole time. But Gary didn't say no. But he kept telling me why it would be a bad idea so that I would come to the realization that
0: it's a bad idea to have more dogs. And I'm just like, when you have enough one on the way maybe maybe so yeah whatever you need to have one little dog okay you have to that's the rule when you have a bunch of big dogs you have to have one little dog I tell myself if I come across a dog that is like wandering the streets I want to stop stop and try to get the dog but the rule is I can't be going to work and every time that I've come across a damn dog. I've been going to damn work, oh. so then I feel guilty. I'm like, fuck, what do I do? Like the other day, last week, I came across them white fluffy dogs, because you know, where I live, it's like, oh, like a, a lot of Hispanic peoples, and everybody knows Hispanic people love them little white fluffy dogs. It's the Mexican yeah. white fluffy dog. Yup. And so he was there, and I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, maybe if I drive, when I drive back home from work, if I see him. But, of course not. That's eight hours later, mm-hmm. and the dog is not going to be there. Yesterday evening, I saw a dog, too, but I didn't stop because I couldn't remember if I've seen that dog because it was in my neighborhood. Mm. So that's mm. why I was like, But then this morning I saw him again and I was like, maybe he is a stray. I didn't see him anymore when I was on my way back, but I feel like maybe I've seen him before. So that's why I didn't want to stop because if he was in front of his house and here I come, then the people there are going to think that their dog is so damn cute. I want to steal it. And that's not really the case. (laughs) I'm just trying to save the damn dog. Yeah. Get an extra pet. Right. I don't know what my family would say if I came home with another dog. Can you come here? If I find a stray dog, can I keep it? No. Why? <laughs> Do you think we are another dog yes. right now? Gare, how long have I wanted a third dog? I know, but we have a one-year-old and another kid on the track. You guys don't see what I'm seeing. And what I see is a man who's afraid to tell his wife no. <laughs> but he's trying real hard to put his foot down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, whatever. Go away, Gare. If, if push came to shove you no, know, I'd say yes.
0: Thank you. But ideally, I don't want another dog. Two years. Give it two years. Jasmine says to give it two years. Minimum. We need a fourth dog. We need a cat. We need chickens. We need ducks. We need quail. And bunnies.
1: <laughs> oh, I do want bunnies, but Gary doesn't want bunnies as pets. He doesn't like rabbits or like bunnies as pets because he grew up with his dad as a snake breeder. So, and like. Oh,
0: with... and that's. He's like, no, that's two.
1: snake food. I don't associate rabbits as pets. No, you associate rabbits as dinner. Can we get chickens and ducks before we get a third dog? Yes. Yeah, we want a farm. I thought I did too, but I'm a city girl. I don't think I do. I'll settle for not having a third dog by having chickens, ducks, and quail.
0: But I'm okay with having a garden. I would love to have a vegetable garden. That'd be really nice. Anyways, how was your week though? It was good. I went to Fresno over the weekend and my cousin threw a party for her kid and it's kind of far to go for a kid's party, but my uncle was really excited. He wanted us to go. And also it's not every day that you have a party for your kid. And even though we live all the way out here, the fact that she took the time to invite us, she didn't have to invite us and she did. So my mom was like, we should go. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Let's go. So we went. It's what, like a s- it was cool. five, six hour drive? Four hours oh okay four or five hours yeah not too bad but there was a fuck ton of mosquitoes and i don't even know if you could see it yes i can see them see all that i got, got like six on my arm hell yeah i have two in my inner thigh i have one on my butt cheek they'll get you they got me all right mm-hmm. and no amount of bug spray helped I, it was like i was spraying water on myself that was it, really. My weak husband. Normal, other than that, I just go to work, come home, have dinner, and game. <laughs> and research for this. Yeah, I take care of a kid. It's lonely sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. But we text a lot now. A lot more now than before. Yeah. And I
1: mm-hmm. definitely talk to my sister and my cousin all the time too. FaceTime them all the time.
0: All right then. Well, this week we have a pretty, I think, interesting episode. Actually, it'll be interesting depending how, my, how much research we did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, I'm a big time procrastinator. Uh, it's
1: okay. We both are. I didn't focus too much on like the ghost stories aspect of it because mine was already pretty horrific like I've said it before sometimes real life or I guess not real life because I think paranormal stuff is real life I'm a total believer but normal normal life, life.
0: because paranormal is not as yes, normal for normal some
1: life and history and things like that are just as horrific and spooky as you know the paranormal or horror genre or ghost stories so I focused a lot more on that oh so the episode this week is Haunted Places and we wanted to focus on prisons just so we could not have something so broad and not know where to start looking. We were both thinking about doing an international prison but when I was looking for things some of the most I guess like notoriously haunted prisons are here in the U.S. and I'm like well the U.S. prison system is kind of fucked.
0: I feel like the most of everything is here in the U.S. and what the hell does that say about us? A whole We're not an old country and I'm just over
1: here yep. like hey I'm like all these prisons like so most of them are here in the U.S., minus, like, one or two. Jeez, I I mean, I already know that the prison system is super
0: fucked here.
1: But, like, damn! I was doing my research?
0: Maybe? Well, I didn't want to take it, like, the only other thing I can think of would be, like, uh, World War II, like, concentration camps. But I, I didn't really feel like going into that category mm-hmm. this time around. I was like, maybe we could save this a different time. I feel like that would be a
1: category, like a topic in and of itself. Because there's so much history. And it's yeah. it's hard to do it justice.
0: Yep. So that's why I was like. I'm gonna just stick to an American one too. But all right, go off. I went first last time. You go first this yes. time. So
1: I picked, I mean, most people have probably heard of it. It is regarded as one of the most haunted if not the most haunted prison around the world and considered to be one of the most haunted places here in the U.S. and I did the eastern state, Penitent- state penitentiary eastern state penitentiary eastern Penitenti- state <laughs> penitentiary penitentiary
0: penitentiary, penitentiary? Penitentiary. Easter Penitenti- Eastern State Penitentiary. <laughs> Eastern State Penitentiary. Oh,
1: fuck. English wasn't my first language. Eastern
0: State, Eastern State Penitentiary. All right. So I'm just going to call it Eastern State. Eastern State Pen. <laughs> I'm just going to call it Eastern State. Okay. English wasn't my first language. I can't talk. I can't. Words Words are hard. Sometimes. Yes. Wait, I'm looking up the pronunciation. I have to. Okay. Penitentiary. Oh, okay. I kept saying it wrong in my head. We're putting emphasis on the wrong part of the word. We're saying penitentiary. Like, penitentiary. Yeah, wrong. It's penitentiary well
1: I said it wrong in my head the entire time too it's like yeah (laughs) this is really embarrassing it's a but I mean haven't you ever like never heard of a word and then you're reading something and then
0: you read it the way you think it would be if I shake my head any more violently my headphones are gonna fly off yes for me I knew the word what it was and I read the word and they didn't correlate and I thought they were two different words and that damn word was epitome and I thought spelled out, it was epitome. And I was like, what the fuck is an epitome? And then one day I say epitome, and the word just like popped up in my head written you out. Had an epitome. And it clicked. I was like. "I oh, know that's an epiphany." I had an epitome. I was like, holy you shit, I did not know how long it. Isn't it an epiphany? Yes, I just said that you had an epiphany, not an epitome. <laughs> I had an epiphany about the word epitome and epitome. And I was like, oh my, I felt so stupid like oh god well, no, for me so, it yes. was penitentiary I
1: was, in, I was reading the twilight books because yes i read them we all did it was it was dr cullen it was carlisle except i didn't read his name as fucking carlisle oh no i read it as fucking carlisle <laughs> <laughs> carlisle it's like and i said that like i was talking about it with one of my friends and she's like oh, no. she just looks at me and she's like the fuck It's Carlisle. And I was like, oh, (laughs) sorry.
0: Books do that. I feel like that was everybody when they saw the name Hermione. Like, how the fuck do you even say that name? And the only reason I never went through that was because I watched the damn movies first. And then I read the books. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just like, damn, hey, sorry, like, English li- English really wasn't my first yeah. language. Neither was it mine. So, yeah, epitome and epitome, like, I had an epiphany about epitome. Carlisle <laughs> and Carlisle. Anyway. Too many times, girl, I feel you with that. Okay, so penitentiary.
1: I did Eastern Pen, no, Eastern State. Oh,
0: I can't talk. <laughs> so, it's like tree at the end, okay? Penitentiary. Penitentiary. Yeah. I can't. Yeah yeah you said it there you go that's what it is But it
1: feels weird like my mouth
0: is just doing a weird thing but it's also like 11 o'clock right now at night yeah it is well to be fair i keep wanting to say penitentiary so i might just say that all right i'm just gonna
1: say eastern state anyways so it's in philadelphia it was operational between 1829 and 1971 and it was a revolutionary prison at the time and over its course housed some really prominent inmates such as Al Capone, Willie Sutton, and James Bruno, a.k.a. Big Joe. One of the reasons why it was so revolutionary was it really refined and, in their eyes, perfected the system of separate incarceration, which is basically a fancy way of saying solitary confinement. This method was emphasized because the, oh, damn it, because of penitentiary, because of penitentiary. Thank you. What's supposed to be kind of like your place of penance. The idea behind this was that prisoners could reform rather than just be subjected to punishment, which I think it's great. I know now some prisons do that and they have like really great outcomes, but I feel like there's a lot of issues here that need to be addressed before we could encapsulate a program like that. Anyway, when it was completed, it was the largest and most expensive public structure. It was actually used as a model for over 300 prisons around the world. Currently, It is a national landmark and you can visit it. It's publicly open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., seven days a week, all year round, probably only closed on major holidays and random days for filming because it's actually been the location for a bunch of shows such as Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, BuzzFeed Unsolved and MTV's Fear. Damn BuzzFeed. I wanted to work there. Right? (laughs) Oh, God, I'm so out of breath. Music videos and other TV shows have also been shot there. And they've also filmed movies and it served as inspiration for a bunch of movies, too. Or if you're looking for something ghoulish and spooky to do this time of year, uh, because I think this episode comes out on the 18th. So, you know, you still have some time, but not really. Or if you're in that part of the U.S., you can check out their Halloween nights. So it is operational from late September until November 12th. So you have about three weeks to go from when this episode comes out. And I'll list the website in our episode description. And this is taken directly from the website. Halloween Nights is an immersive experience featuring five haunted houses, plus historic tours, themed bars, live entertainment, and more. Seems like something fun to do. Another reason it was revolutionary was because it was considered to be an actual penitentiary. Did I say that right? Sounds good to me. So it was kind of shaped like a wheel with the spokes being the corridor. It did keep the prisoners separated from each other and there was only one bed in each cell. The cell doors were metal, but they were covered with wooden doors to muffle any noise. The corridors were designed to look like a church really trying to intensify the whole penance thing the doors were really short and there's two big theories as to why one it would minimize the probability of attack from prisoners to guards two prisoners had to bow to enter similar to penance and there was also a skylight in each cell that was supposed to represent the eye of god because they're always watching damn yeah so they really took this whole penance and solitary confinement thing to like the extreme mm-hmm. to really further solidify how isolated or isolating the experience here was outside of each cell was an individual exercise yard with hall walls so prisoners couldn't talk to each other and no two prisoners that were next to each other were allowed in the yard at the same time when prisoners were being moved around like i, I believe they were only allowed to bathe once every two weeks and when they were taken to go bathe or removed from their cells at all a hood was placed over their head so that no one could recognize them and they couldn't recognize others
0: oh jesus
1: really isolating and they were really trying to i guess hammer in this whole you need to reform so much so that legally the warden had to see each inmate every day and overseers had to visit them three times a day. And this was totally different than what was called the New York system that forced prisoners to work together in silence and were subject to physical punishment. And that just kind of really reminds me of like chain gangs. Reminds you of what? A chain gang. What is that? Like a ball and chain. Like when prisoners would be with like the chains around their ankles and working. Yep. Yeah. So it really seems like they're trying to reform these prisoners, right? Maybe in theory it worked, but as we know from great US history, they were at capacity and it was originally designed for around 250 inmates. But at the end, it housed over 1700. They were always continuously adding. It was only supposed to be one story, but quickly they had to keep adding cell blocks. It ended up being two stories with cell blocks 14 and 15. That's double the size of what it was supposed to be because it was only supposed to be seven. Wow. And cell block 15 was actually for the worst of the worst and guards were gated off entirely from that cell block which made me wonder how long they actually kept up with checking on the prisoners and then I kept reading and obviously found the answer. Due to overcrowding the solitary system was officially keyword officially abandoned in 1913. Then I wondered how long it had actually been abandoned for. In the early days many believed that the prisoners were genuinely remorseful and that the solitary system was working but that couldn't be further from the truth. Maybe at its inception that was the case, but soon the guards and others in charge designed solitary punishments that were absolutely horrific. They inflicted physical and psychological torture on the inmates. Of course. Mm -hmm. There were many visitors to the prison and in 1842, Charles Dickens toured the prison and this is what he had to say about it. The system is rigid, strict, and hopeless, solitary confinement. And I believe it in its effects, to be cruel and wrong. So the prison was supposed to embody the sound of silence, which meant prisoners weren't allowed to talk, sing, hum, or make noise in general. And the system was so rigid, if they were caught breaking the rules, they would succumb to the iron gag. That was a metal clamp that would attach to a person's Tongue and had oh. chains that would be attached to like handcuffs behind the person's back. And oh, if they hell no. struggled, fidgeted, or moved too much, it would cause the tongue to tear. And in some instances, <sighs> the tongue would be fully removed because of the gag. Uh, hell no! I mean, it definitely. So it's like worked. you're doing
0: it to yourself.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So the iron gag definitely worked at keeping the prisoners quiet. But at what cost? So many prisoners literally went insane
0: due to the silence and torture imagine like not remembering what your voice sounds like Mm -hmm. like what the hell do i sound like i can't even try it my throat is dry and if they hear me that's it yeah and there was literally no stimulation and as someone who suffers from like
1: mental health issues i can't imagine being left alone with no human contact with no sound except that of the inner workings of my mind and that is not
0: a good place to be i would literally go insane i mean i would go insane i don't know if i have mental issues because i've never you know but i would go insane girl so i feel you i mean
1: it's hard being home alone with a baby all day and like she doesn't talk yet she's only one and when she does all she says is dada which is not great for my (laughs) ego but now she started saying when she's thirsty she starts saying "gua" for agua so i'm just like
0: all right communicating now I love how all babies pretty much do the same thing Because I remember my niece and nephew would say Wawa when they wanted water Yeah she goes wah, wah. Wah, wah. Yeah. And it's so
1: cute and I'm just like "Oh, wah, wah. It's mm-hmm. the cutest thing ever She like actually yep. asks for it And I'm just like only a year old (laughs) yeah she's a smart baby maybe that's because she's my kid but i'm saying she's smart anyways (laughs) another punishment was the water bath where prisoners would be dunked in cold water similar to what elizabeth Bathory would do from last week's episode Mm -hmm. but after they were dunked they would be hung from a wall outside the prison for the night
0: literally being put out to air dry yep and (laughs)
1: Sorry, it's not
0: funny. Keep in mind, they're in Philadelphia. Oh my God. Yeah, it gets cold out there. It gets
1: cold. In the colder months, it definitely caused hypothermia and some prisoners died. Yeah, When prisoners would be brought back inside, they would have a thin layer of ice on their skin.
0: Mm -mm. And... I imagine like icicles
1: like hanging off the ends of their hair. Mhm. Another torture implemented was the mad chair where prisoners would be strapped to a chair for an extended period of time. All right, doesn't seem too bad, right?
0: wrong What kind of
1: chair was it prisoners would be strapped in so tight and for so long that it would cut off circulation and result in some limbs being amputated or left them permanently crippled oh my god sometimes they would be strapped in for weeks
0: yeah definitely a mad chair oh my god i feel like it would cut into them Mm -hmm. and i can imagine the skin like growing back over the straps yeah like oh oh poor people.
1: However, there was another punishment that took solitary confinement to a whole another level. Prisoners were already really isolated here, but some would be taken to the hole. The hole was basically a basement under I believe cell block 14. There were no windows, so there was no light, which immediately made me think of, well, didn't they want the eye of God to always be looking down at them? So now no one's looking at them, and it just makes me wonder I'm like, ugh, I don't know, maybe I'm reading Too much into it. Anyways, it makes
0: you wonder what I missed. I missed something.
1: Oh, just it makes me wonder, like while they were in there, if any of the, I guess like the wardens or the guards or anyone in power there, would what they would do something. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I understand now. Very
1: true. There was, you know, the prison was designed for the cells to have an eye of God, so that God could always be watching. And I'm sure some kind of light. Mm-hmm. but this is like they are literally being put in into the prison's hell it's the basement with no light as i said maybe i'm reading too much into it i don't know but anyways many prisoners were starved had absolutely no interaction no bathroom access they literally just had to go in the basement that they were in and they were left unattended for days on end when prisoners would be released from the hole many prisoners would be insane not just like a little crazy or stir crazy they would legitimately be insane i think it's called the Troxler effect. Um, When you stare at something for long enough with no distractions around you, your vision literally will be altered. Kind of like if you stare at yourself in a mirror for too long, your face will literally become distorted and people claim to have seen themselves turn into like demonic figures. This happens because your brain needs stimulation. And if you don't have any, your brain will literally create stimulation with what's around. And I can't imagine what it would have been like in there. But okay, just really quick. Speaking of mirrors, I've always wanted to try that where it's like you dim the lights and just look at
0: you just stare at yourself but i would go cross-eyed because when i stare at something i start to go cross-eyed and then i'm like oh damn but like i'm so scared You know, because they say
1: mirrors are portals into like a different dimension or a different world or it's the space where the veil between worlds is thinner. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll just do an episode. It's where
0: Sirius Black went. Ah, Just kidding. (laughs) Maybe we'll just
1: do a whole episode on mirrors. Very true. Ooh, it's a good idea. Right? Because then I think of the movie Oculus, and I really liked that movie. I've never seen it. Oh, it's on Netflix. That's good. I recommend it. Okay. But anyways, um, maybe it wasn't just the torture that made the inmates insane. Maybe it was also because the prison was haunted. <laughs> So over the years, numerous inmates died, although there were no executions on the prison site. Many died of old age and disease, but there were plenty of murders that happened within the prison walls as well. Most were inmates, but there were two murdered guards as well. One of the most seen ghosts was that of Joseph Taylor, who murdered another inmate, Michael Duran in 1884 and after he killed him he very quietly went back to his cell and fell asleep just chilling after jesus
0: he's like i need a nap now that took a lot out of me
1: yeah Jeez. so the interesting thing about taylor though is that he claimed he only killed Duran because he was insane. He believed Mm -hmm. that the guards and authorities were poisoning him by putting drugs in his meals and that they were conspiring against him because they were Catholic and he was Protestant and openly spoke badly about them when he was not in the prison. A lot of psychiatrists at the time interviewed him to see if he was really insane. And for the most part, they agreed that his delusions were real. He was insane or he was just acting really well regardless, huh. he was still convicted of that murder. There was actually a newspaper article that came out around that time that said it wasn't Taylor who killed Durant, but rather the penal system is what killed him because the prison's separate and solitary policy was responsible for making him insane. I'm not sure which newspaper it was. I didn't write it down. Um, I'll try to go back and list that in the show notes. But that was definitely an interesting take. They the
0: really <laughs> So much for penance or whatever. Instead, they made people go crazy. Yeah, but remember that was only up until
1: 1913 because then they're like, nah, fuck this. It's just regular prison, just regular prison now. Another popular ghost story from the prison is the locksmith story in which a locksmith was doing some restorations in cell block four. And when he removed the lock from one of the doors, it said that a portal was open that let trapped spirits escape huh the locksmith said he was unable to move because there was a massive force that overcame him on the cell wall you know of the cell that he was working on there were so many faces that just swirled well also
0: imagine working there and not agreeing like i can't i can't imagine every worker agreeing with their methods Uh so i'm pretty sure not saying that what he saw wasn't true But Mm -hmm. I guess just to kind of have like a logical explanation behind that, I'm pretty sure some of the workers kind of went crazy too, you know? But this is also he was doing some
1: restorations. I, I didn't write down the year that this was, but I'm pretty sure it was towards the end of its operational time or after it was operational. Let me look at that up real quick. Yes, it was in the 1990s. So when I read about the faces swirling towards him, my mind instantly went to Full Metal Alchemist. When Ed is at the gate and it's opening, and you see all the faces and the eyes staring at you, and oh, I just get chills. Did you ever watch Full Metal Alchemist? I don't think so. No, it's an anime. Really good. Ten out of ten. We recommend. have
0: very besides different tastes in men. We have very different tastes in movies and shows. Probably besides, like, horror. (laughs) Yeah, but this is really good. I really recommend it. It's an anime. I've heard of it. Yeah. I don't remember if it
1: was the first installment, like, the Full Metal Alchemist, or if it was in Brotherhood. I watched them forever ago, like, when they first came out. But they're both really good. 10 out of 10 recommend. Yeah. What's it called?
0: Full Metal Jacket? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Thank you. full metal alchemist so good like okay let me look up the rating on that one i'm pretty sure it has like great reviews okay so full metal alchemist has an 8.5 out, oh. <laughs> <Just laughs> <kidding. laughs> out of 10
0: on imdb
1: and 90 percent of google users like what a bunch of
0: okay. nerds just kidding
1: brotherhood has a 9.1 out of 10 on imdb and 94 percent of google users like the show i cannot express to you how good it is and it's not just because I'm a nerd who likes anime. No, no, no. It's legitimately such a phenomenal show. Alright,
0: I'll look it up. I'll add it to my list.
1: You really, really should. 10 out of 10. Can't stress that enough. I'm leaving this whole section in the podcast because everyone needs to watch it because it is just that good. Oh, I'm watching, I'm looking at the, because I just checked right now where you can watch it. And it's just, oh, I'm looking at the picture of Nina. Oh, my heart is breaking right now. If you've watched Full Metal, you understand. Oh, I want to cry. <laughs> I want to cry. And it's not just because I'm pregnant. I promise. I need to like compose myself. Okay, back to the prison basis. or the penitentiary. Oh, yeah. Back to the prison. That's a word I can
0: Penitentiary.
1: <laughs> so most of the other ghost stories that you hear consist of the usual echoing voices and cackling shadowy figures starting around ghostly apparitions including a silhouette of a guard in one of the towers that many people report seeing. And these are all like the common experiences that most people agree on. Although many people claim to have experiences, according to a tour guide there, it's easier to find a skeptic than it is to find a believer. Which, you know, I I can see that. And we've
0: discussed that too.
1: Yeah. And you hear more about ghost stories because people who go there to film or go on ghost hunts are obviously looking for ghosts. And that's the narrative yeah That's mass distributed. In the last few years, the haunted attraction and the tours in the prison have actually shifted from the ghost stories and the gore to a more educational standpoint on the atrocities that took place in the prison. Because at the end of the day, ghost stories are great, but these ghost stories have evolved into what they are because of the monstrosities that occurred in the prisons. Mm -hmm. You know, it's
0: going back to the all the negative energy that can Stay
1: in a certain location. Yeah. And you get that. I think it's when talking about the paranormal or anything haunted or horror or anything like that, especially when it deals with historic places or with people. It's these ghost stories, like I said, evolved into what they are because the monstrosities that happened to the prisoners who were actual people. I feel like it is so important to not forget that. That's just as horrific, if not more horrific than any ghost story. So often that gets lost in translation and you know, people wanna be spooked. But yeah, like I said, honestly, the real horror comes from the experiences of these people. And I think there needs to be a middle ground because I'm 100% a believer in like ghost stories, the paranormal, all of that. But I also think it's really important to highlight the issues that happened within the walls, especially considering that these people were oftentimes left extremely crippled or with mental health issues. So it's, I don't know yeah. what's scarier. I don't know what's more horrific, the history or the hauntings. Yeah. Or I guess it's the history because that's well, what led to the hauntings. Yep.
0: They go hand in hand.
1: Yeah, yes. Anyways, that was Eastern State Because, like I said, I didn't want to focus too much on the ghost stories or the tales just because the torture that went on. What the fuck?
0: No one can see, obviously, but Jasmine just pulled out a hammer out of nowhere. (laughs) It was right here and I needed to fiddle with something.
1: She just started like scratching herself and it reminds me of that one episode of Friends where... um, it's a Thanksgiving episode and Monica loses all the weight. She gets like really skinny and she's
0: trying to yep.
1: get Chandler to be attracted to her, you know, like back in the Oh, time. she's
0: like rubbing a knife on herself. Ooh, the blade feels so good against my skin. Yeah. She chops his toe right off. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what you reminded me of with your fucking hammer. My bad. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, I lost where I was or where I was going. Like I said, I didn't want to focus too much on the ghost stories because I just feel like the torture that happened is just so cruel. Horrifying. Yeah, especially because, I mean, right now we're in 2022 and this happened at the end of like, wait, when did I say the prison opened? 1829. And the solitary confinement didn't end until 1913.
0: That was a little over a hundred years. hundred and ten years ago. Why are you laughing? Happy to see you. Happy to see you too. Oh, shoot. Hi, how are you? She's good. Heavily pregnant and out of breath.
1: Oh yeah? Oh yeah. Oh shoot. I'm the uncle of another
0: one. Yeah. quinn's turning a year tomorrow oh, quinn turns one year tomorrow my role turns one year <laughs> my role you know he started calling me love lump <laughs> oh that's cute like, don't call me love lump <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what can i call gary when
1: we were dating early on he was really thin and i've always been a little on the plumper
0: side cute. <laughs> and i always said you're just that- big boned you really are big boned. you're heavy boned as fuck I have really dense bones. Yes, she does. My bones are legitimately really dense. I mean, Jasmine can attest to it. Yeah. I would not want to fight her. She would give like 30% force and knock me out.
1: Tengo la mano pesada. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's just, it it is what it is. Whatever. (laughs) But yeah, when we first started dating and I would make jokes about like me being a potato because I look like a potato and he'd be like, you don't look like a potato. And I'm like, potatoes are delicious. Yes, I do. You know? And so then that just kind of evolved where it's like, he's my French fry and I'm his like, I don't even remember what I was. I was like a potato wedge or like a loaded potato skin. But now it's, I'm a twice baked potato now. (laughs) There's another one in the oven and he's still my French fry and Quinn is our little tater tot. Oh,
0: we're a family of potatoes. That's what you guys could be like for Christmas. I mean, for Halloween.
1: (laughs) Actually, we already got (laughs) Quinn's costume and she's going to be a unicorn and I'm so fucking excited.
0: Oh. God, look at you! Who would've thunk? I never would have picture you put, making your kid a damn unicorn. Like, I feel like you would be like, oh, <laughs> she's going to be like, I don't know. Wednesday the- Adams or something. Yeah. Seriously?
1: Yeah, but I don't have time to make something.
0: For now, it's store-bought cute costumes.
1: Yeah. And there's not too many options for like one-year-olds. They have like really cute options. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it would be really cute if I were Sally, Gary were Jack and she would be zero from nightmare before christmas that'd be really cute and then i was like oh you know what would also be really cute lock shock and barrel from nightmare before christmas but i was like you know what i don't have time to make a costume so she's just gonna be a unicorn and it's actually a winged unicorn and it's so stinking cute and we put it on her and she was so angry and i was like whatever (laughs) i was like whatever you look cute how cute i was like you can pick your costume next year i
0: promise I love that. Anyways. Well, all right. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. It's already an hour and a half in. I still have to go. All righty then. Well, I decided I hate when to when you pick. do that accent. <laughs> I <fucking> hate it. <laughs> ah, I'm terrible at accents. Rot mate.
1: <laughs> oh my God. She's been doing this accent. She's been trying to do a British for accent. For years.
0: Since... Yeah, for years. It, it doesn't worked. help. That when I watch gamers, it's always like not British but Australian streamers. Oh my god! So then I like pick up on some words here and there. No. <laughs> oh no. Just like, yep. Seriously, I'll be like, ah, oh, better luck next time. <laughs> Is that supposed to be so, Australian? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that was terrible. Well, all right, let's do this thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really bad at accents. Um, Anyways, so I decided to go with another very famous prison. And actually, it still stands to this day. Obviously, it's not not active anymore, so no prisoners. But you can definitely go visit, you can take a tour, and you can go experience these things firsthand. And if you live where I live, it's just a eight to 10 hour drive away up in San Francisco. Or if you live where I lives. It's like a, I don't know how many hour plane ride, but you know. I think it's five. There you go. So I'm talking about good old Alcatraz. Oh, I don't even have my notes pulled up. One moment, please. Alrighty. So, Alcatraz. Oh, it's like a four hour flight. Oh, see? There you go. It's like four, four and a half hours. Okay. So, a lot of these prisons seem to have, I mean, they're prisons. They're. They serve a purpose, you know, and the purpose is to hold these dangerous people. Of course, Alcatraz was one that held probably the most dangerous Uh, prisoners that there was at those times so this island was established back in 1775 not discovered because it was already there but some Spanish dude came and was like I'm gonna put myself here and there's these islands and this bay and this is gonna call be called uh, la isla de los alcatraces or island of the pelicans or birds. And then it later was, you know, modified or changed to Alcatraz. Um, which I also looked up what Alcatrazes were. And it said that there were flowers. But I was like, I don't think that's why they named it that. But no, it was because of all the birds.
1: And Alcatraz is a flower. Yeah, see? A, I didn't know that. Like yes, a lily. It
0: is a Yeah, a calla lily. Mm-hmm. Um, Anywho,
1: so... But isn't it like an albatross? Alcatraz? Is it? Oh, no. Sorry. The most common bird on Alcatraz is the Western gull. I just thought Alcatraz and albatross sound the same, so... Oh,
0: no. Sorry. That's okay. But yeah, you know, it was established in 1775. Later on in 1850, a presidential order was put into play that the island would be set aside to be made into a military reservation. They made it, you know, into a fortress. They put like a one of those citadels. I don't even know how that, that's how you say it, but... Yeah, so they made it into a fortress. It became one of the most heavily fortified military sites on the west coast. Lots of guns. It had more than 100 cannons just on that island and then just everything surrounded, you know, the Bay Area, it was very protected. Um, but despite all of that and the wars happening, the civil war and all of that, they never had to fire their gun or their cannons or anything like that. So later on in 1909, so this is about 59 years after, you know, it's made into a fortress, they tore down the citadel, citadel, cita whatever, the big ass fortress, you know that they tore that down and they just left like the base level of it, the basement level is what they called it. So like the main floor, they had prisoners. It was most, it was military prisoners and anyone that they captured, you know, from the enemy. They had them for the next two years, just kind of build it into a prison. It became to be known as the Rock, which I didn't know that that's what people call the island. Maybe not anymore. I I'm gonna say this. I've never been to Alcatraz. Everybody says you should go. And I know, I feel like more people have gone than haven't gone. And I'm one of those who haven't gone, so.
1: I haven't gone either. Gary and I went to San Francisco one time. It was kind of like a last minute trip. So we tried getting tickets to go to Alcatraz, but it didn't.
0: Hand out it happened. Yeah. So the US Army continued to use it. So between 1850 to 1933, so about 80 years, they were using it um, you know, as a like I said, a reserve a military reservation and then keeping prisoners and things like that. In nineteen thirty-three, the island was transferred over to the US Department of Justice. It was going to be used by the Federal Bureau of Prisons. So they decided to make it an official federal prison they ended up making it a maximum security minimum privilege prison so that they could deal with the worst of the worst they wanted to prove to all these gangsters you know it was the 20s and 30s the prohibition era and all that fun stuff you had a lot of gangsters they wanted to prove to them like look we're serious about ending this crime and we have made this prison for people like y'all so if you're not, if you're already in prison and you're not following the rules or the regulations and you're giving the warden a hard time, we're going to put you in that prison. We're done with the jokes. So that's what they did. Every prison mate had their own room. Um, it, They weren't very big, but they each had their own room. I think it held up to like 350 or 60 prisoners, but they never maxed it out and they never went above like 280. So it was like a good number of them, um, but not overpacked like your pen over there was. Mm-hmm. And then I was, I was actually laughing because when I was doing research, I did not realize I was actually reading on the Federal Bureau of Prisons website. And so I've heard about Alcatraz being like this mean prison. and like I'm saying, it's like uh, it holds the worst of the worst. and you everybody knows the, the famous people that went there, like the famous gangsters that were there, And so I was reading this article.
1: Yep. Who actually went to Alcatraz after ESP because he was only at Eastern State for about eight months, but he was always supposed to go to Alcatraz.
0: Yep. So I was reading this article and it was like saying, you know, contrary to popular belief and what everybody says most of the prisoners were not well-known gangsters most of these prisoners were not that bad they just refused to conform to the rules that they you know they were considered to be dangerous or an escape risk but they weren't that bad and I was like what is this article saying because that's not what I've heard about Alcatraz and then I scroll up and I look at the top and it says Federal Bureau of Prisons and I was like that's why I can't trust you clothes. I closed right out of that damn article I was like, there's no way you're going to talk about all the bad things that y'all did to these prisoners when they were in there. Yeah. But I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Always Uh check your sources, guys yeah yeah i was wondering i was wondering why it wasn't adding up but anyways so the prison was around for not very long i think between 33 and it shut down in 74 i thought i had it on here but i guess i don't anyways point is alcatraz wasn't along for very long maybe like 30 something years and they ended up having to shut it down because of what type of prison it was it was one of the most Like it was, it had the highest expense of any other prison in like around. So typically, yeah, it was tiny plus the warden, which this warden had all, well, the first warden of the prison, he was there when it was first, you know, a military base. And then when it turned into a prison, I think he was there for a few years as well. So he was like the OG there. He wanted one security guard per every three prisoners. So if you have 280 prisoners, Let's do some quick math. This is not quick, I'm pulling out the calculator. So he had anywhere between 90 to 100 security guards. So that's a lot of people you gotta pay. Also, because it was on an island, they had to have all food and supplies shipped in, every whenever. Each prisoner per day was about $3. You know, one prisoner would be $21 a week. Alcatraz was $10 a day per prisoner. So that was $70 per prisoner, you know, a week. So it was just too much money. They didn't have the funds. Oh, on top of that, on top of all the money they had to put into the prisoners to feed them and clothe them and all that, because of the seawater around the island, of course, the side walls of, you know, the outside of the prison, they were they were starting to erode. So now they gotta put money into fixing it because what's gonna happen is that these prisoners are gonna start making holes in these walls and escaping. And, you know, we all know that there was many different attempts of escaping. There was actually, um, I believe, 36 prisoners who tried to escape. 29 of them were caught. Six of them I believe were shot and then one or two of them, I don't remember, I didn't write this down, that's what I get for not writing it down. 36 attempted escapes, 28, 29 of them were caught, few of them were shot and uh, the, the rest of them were not, were not found. Actually one, one guy did manage to swim all, you know, across to San Francisco he was so exhausted by the time he got to the bay that he passed out he was hypothermic they caught him and they took him right back. I know a lot of people they say they say and a lot of people believe that the reason that you can't escape Alcatraz is because there's a lot of sharks around and they eat you and blah blah blah. But there's actually, that's not the case. There's actually no sharks in the water. It is like a lot of currents because it's not that far. It's only a mile and a half away from San Francisco. So you can easily swim across and many people have done it. And they actually hold a triathlon every single year. They think they've been doing it since the eighties. So they swim the 1.5 miles, 18 mile bike ride and an eight mile run to prove that, oh, it can be done. Not that these prisoners could do all of that, but the reason why they couldn't make it was just because obviously they're not getting a full meal like we are. They're not getting a healthy meal like we are, so they don't have all that energy to burn. So that 1.5 mile to try to swim across, plus trying to get, you know, any waves that are slapping you in the face, it was not realistic for them to make it because they weren't at the-
1: Well, yeah, and people also trained for a triathlon-
0: Yeah, but actually average people have done it. There was, I think, two 10-year-olds who swam across. There was like another chick who did it. Like it's just been like average. Okay, whatever. They don't need to show off, (laughs) Right? Like the average person could do it, you know? And the average. Yeah, I do tell Gare
1: that I do want to run a triathlon. Mm -hmm. Not like an Ironman or anything like that. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> you no, never know. I, I would never. You never know. No, no, I don't have the needs to be able to run a marathon. Mm. But no, I would like to do a triathlon. Yeah.
0: So a lot of people have done it and they're like, see, that's easy, but also you haven't been put away into a room with no light with no sunlight and only allowed outside once a day. You know, you have your health and you eat when you want and you eat what you want. So of course you can do it. These people couldn't do it. Um not so much. Yeah. So it definitely is a pretty haunted prison. You don't have to be like in tune with the spirit world to be able to feel the vibes that it gives off. I know a lot of people say that when they take the tour, certain parts of the prison they feel very cold. For example, cell block D, they call it the hole. Every prison has a hole. And that cell block held the more like dangerous people. D for danger. Seriously, it's for (laughs) danger. So D block. D block was the most known and popular, you know, area in the prison. They ended up adding additional security in that block after an escape attempt, attempt in 1939. It was known as a treatment unit. It had 42 cells with different degrees of restriction. So like I was saying, any of the prisoners that were in that area... They had no contact with the general population. So of the 42, 36 of the cells were virtually like the others in the general population. So they were pretty much like the other cells in the prison. They just didn't have as much contact. They weren't allowed to go into the hall for meals with the other prisoners. Um, And they were only allowed, I believe, one visit to the yard and then two showers each week. They ate in their cells. So like I said, they weren't able to go out to eat with the prisoners. They had to eat in their cells. So pretty much that's, that's, that's it. They were able to just read any material that was approved by the prison. Those cells in particular, they faced the Golden Gate Bridge. So they would feel a lot of the wind that blows through the bridge and it was just always cold there. Sometimes the guards would turn on the air conditioner just to make it colder for these guys. It's also crazy that they had air conditioner. So yeah, they would turn on the AC so that they got colder. There was six cells left. So five of those was known as the strip cells and those were often referred to as the hole. So the rest of it was deep block, these five cells were the hole. Those are for the more severe offenders. Um, They were located at the coldest place in the prison, at the bottom, and their cell only contained a sink, a toilet, a low wattage light bulb, so it wasn't even very bright, and the guards were able to turn it on and off whenever they wanted. Their mattresses were taken away during the day, so they were not allowed to be in bed. As soon as morning came, they would take their mattresses away, and as soon as it was night, They would give them their mattresses back. Inmates, they were not not kept there. It was kind of like, it's solitary confinement. So when you behave badly, they would throw you in there. So they would spend as many as 19 days in there. And they were just by themselves all the time. The final cell was the worst of them all. That one was called the Oriental. For that one, they would keep you in there only one to two days at a time. No more than two days though. And that was because they would put you in there. That cell was completely dark. It didn't have any light. It didn't have a sink. It didn't have a toilet. All it had was a hole. And you would just do your business in the hole. They would throw you in there naked. And they gave them a very restricted diet. On top of that it was cold. So sleeping was allowed as as well. Like the other inmates. But their mattress would get taken away at dawn. So a whole lot earlier than the other prisoners and cells one through five of the whole. So in sublock D, it's anybody that goes there, it said that you could hear a lot of um, like screams and yells and a lot of like moaning and groaning. Apparently one one guy who had who was being held in there, he kept telling the guards, like I there's two glowing eyes in here. They're trying to kill me. Please help me. And the guards are just like, ah you're crazy. Like no, there's nobody there. Come on now. You're by yourself. And he was pretty much yelling all night long, like, help me, help me, he's trying to kill me. He's trying to kill me, and they ignored him. Finally, after I don't know how long he was screaming, he went completely silent. And you would think that the guards would go check on him then. Like, oh, why is he silent all of a sudden? Well, no, they waited until the morning. And when they went to go look at the block of where the cell that he was in, he was dead. And they saw that around his neck, there was two handprints. He had been strangled to death and nobody knew who did it some people actually they suspected that maybe one of the guards did it they got really annoyed with him yelling and saying that someone was trying to kill him that they went in there and strangled him him himself but they did an investigation and nobody admitted to anything and nobody looked like they were guilty of anything So to this day, nobody knows who or what killed that man. But when you go into that cell block, you feel like instantly cold. Something doesn't feel right and you can hear like somebody screaming in the background. Anyways, besides that, other parts of the prison, um, like in the laundry room or anything like that, People say that they, or even guards that work there, that obviously no longer work there, said that they would sometimes be in certain rooms of the prison and out of nowhere it would get like smoky and it would start to smell like smoke or it would get really hot or just anything like that or really cold and when they would step out and come back later, it'd be like nothing happened. There would be no sign of smoke, no smell in the air, the temperature would be back to normal, everything would be fine. And there have been, of course, like shows that go there to make their own episodes. Sidekicks as well. And there was one sidekick that wanted to be put into a cell. So they did. They put him in a cell and they closed the door. And instantly this person just felt these like icy cold hands just wrap around his neck and start like squeezing. And so he was like, all right, I need to get the hell out of here. Oh, so that's another thing that people can experience
1: it's the epitome of fuck around and find out and it's like the more you fuck around the more you're gonna find out exactly
0: so it's just people that say that they sometimes see like a like a man in a gray suit like the shadow of a man or um what do you call it i forgot what the word would be for a spirit but anyways like a spirit of a person walking by a shadow or an app or an apparition apparition there you go That's what I was trying to remember. An apparition of a man in a gray suit. Sometimes you hear a woman like crying and they think that that woman was back from when it was like a military base. She might have been there. Also, when the prison shut down, it was actually um, like a group of Native Americans used the place for, what do you call it? Like their their own use, you know? So they also said like, yes, there's also Spirits of Native Americans here and women so you see all of that, too But fun fact when Al Capone was there he was afraid to be out in the yard with everybody So he wanted to like start a band and he learned to play the banjo He learned to play like up to 500 songs and he always he would always do it in the bathroom in the shower Because he was afraid that if he did it out in the yard he would get killed so When you walk by the bathroom or near the bathroom, some people have heard a banjo playing and they think that's Al Capone's spirit playing. And I think that's really all there is to it. I mean, I couldn't find really what other things they would do to the prisoners but I think that when you're confined to a small bedroom and you're only able to do certain things and you're a mile and a half away from the mainland I think that's enough torture. A lot of prisoners actually like they were, they ended up being like dominated for lack of better use like terms. Um, And that was the intent that the prison was supposed to bring. Like that's what they wanted it for, to calm down these prisoners. And once some of them would calm down, they would place them back in other prisons. The longest prisoner that they had there was there for 25 years. So the rest of them got put back wherever the hell they had come from. It weren't long-term. Yeah, no. It wasn't meant to be a long-term prison. It was just meant to kind of like, oh, you want to act up? And you think that, you know, like Al Capone, he was still running his operation while he was locked up in Georgia. He was running his operation in Chicago. So I know that's not that far, but to be able to still run your operation from a whole other state he was paying off uh prison guards he was buying them he you know doing everything that he needed to do so they were like all right you want to be like that we'll show you and they took his ass threw him in alcatraz and and it stopped the prisoners were not bought out he wasn't able to do none of the things that he was doing before so the prison did what it was supposed to do
1: yeah he fucked around and he found out
0: Oh, yeah, most definitely. So if you go today, you know, because you can buy tour tickets and all that, and they put you on a little boat and you do do sail your ass over to Alcatraz, you might be able to feel or hear or smell or, you know, touch any of these things that a lot of other people have encountered. So if you go and you're sensitive to these things, just know it might happen to you. Tread lightly. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay, what accent was that supposed to be? That was supposed to be Forrest Gump. <laughs> you know what? He's done with the story. He's like, and that's all I have to say about that. That was a good accent. I wish
1: <laughs> they could see my
0: face. <laughs> she hates it so much. I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm really. Because it was terrible. <laughs> no, nope. And that's all I have to say about that. That's all for now, folks. <laughs> well, all right. I know my story wasn't as exciting. I can't always have the exciting stories every single week, guys. My back will start hurting from all the carrying. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, no, but actually, yeah, it will. (laughs) No, my voice started to kind of go away there, so I kind of ended up cutting this short. Anything else we got to say about that? No,
1: but I mean, that's why my back hurts all the time, just because I'm carrying all the weight of, like, being the funny one in my family, you know?
0: (laughs) Yep. I feel ya. My
1: siblings do agree. They do agree that I'm the funny one. And then my younger sibling says that, yes, I am the funny looking one. And I'm like, fuck you too, broski.
0: He's like, you're funny all around. You got a funny attitude. You got a funny face. I never said I wasn't.
1: (laughs) My parents do agree that I'm the funny one too. So I'm just saying.
0: So I guess we should sign off. Probably. All right. Well, I hope you all like this episode. Um, you know, tune in next week uh, for I'm not sure what we're going to talk about. We're not going to tell you. Y'all are just going to have to come on and listen. But yeah, if you have any suggestions, anything you want to talk about, any story you want to tell, any, what is it called? Constructive criticism. You can either send us a comment, send us an email um What's right our email again?
1: Our email is spookystateofmind at gmail.com. Go ahead, send us an email, especially if you've been to either Alcatraz or Eastern State Penitent- Penitentiary.
0: Yeah. If you have any firsthand experiences with those places, let us know. Or any other firsthand experiences with anything else, let us know. We want to hear, we want to tell the world. Yes,
1: we love hearing all spooky stories. Or if you just want to say hi, that works too.
0: Yeah, that too. We we want to be able to tell listener stories. So hope to make that happen. Other than that, I hope you enjoyed the episode and hope to see you again next week. All right. Stay spooky. Bye.